0: Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Good morning. Welcome to Vineyard Cleveland online. We are so glad that you've joined us this morning for online church. And we want to say that we are a community of believers who are bringing life To the city. We believe that we don't just exist for ourselves, but that there is a story being spoken over our city by the heart of God, and that we get to play a role in bringing life to the city of Cleveland and beyond. So we're just really grateful that you've tuned in this morning. And we truly believe that we are in a moment right now with social unrest and and COVID-19 that is complex. And we're in the middle of a series called Simply Jesus. And so don't let the title fool you. We are not trying to provide simple answers for a complex world. No, we rather are stepping into the complexity and seeing through the gospel of John how we can bring heavenly solution to earthly problems because we do exist for the city as a church community. We are bringing life to the city and you guys are doing that just so beautifully and so wonderfully, whether it's with our food pantry or whether it's making grocery runs for the elderly or engaging with the youth and the the, uh, kids of Cleveland, you are doing just such a beautiful job of bringing life to the city, of being the hands and feet of Jesus and learning how to grow and expand the kingdom of God in the city of Cleveland. So I wanted to start by praying a blessing over all of us as we seek to engage the city, as we seek to bring life to the city that God loves. Cleveland is God's idea. He has a story that's being written over the city and we get to play A role in that, and we're going to talk about that today in our talk, um, simply Jesus through the gospel narrative of John. But before we do, I just want to pray a blessing over all of us to encourage us in that work of being the hands and feet of Jesus and bringing life to the city. So, Father, come, Holy Spirit. We invite your presence. We do none of this work without you. It's truly you living inside of us. Jesus, your presence, the hope of glory, Holy Spirit, come and fill each one who is tuning in this morning. I pray that you would give them ideas, give them creative solutions to go and love the city of Cleveland, their family, their neighborhood, um, that we as a church would work with existing partnerships and forge new partnerships in the areas of justice and racial reconciliation in the areas of compassion, of human trafficking, whatever it is, Father, that you would birth new uh, partnerships to see uh, heavenly alleviation of earthly problems in the city of Cleveland, that you would bring your life through us. And I pray encouragement, I pray your strength and those who are putting their hands to work, their hearts to you, Father, to see the city change through your presence and your power, It's truly your resurrection power in us. Nothing happens, God, no change happens without your presence. And we recognize that this morning. So would you breathe life on us? You are so faithful, Jesus. Will you breathe new life on our mission to bring life to the city? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be continuing our series, Simply Jesus, and we're in the gospel narrative of John. And this morning's going to be a little bit different. It's a two part uh, message s- series within the broader message series. And we're going to take a little bit more extended time on this verse, specifically verse 14 in the first chapter of John, because it means so much to our vision and our mission here at Vineyard Cleveland. It's the Word became flesh. And what we're going to do is we're going to give a general overview of what that means, that the Word of God in Jesus became skin and bones. We are an authentic, presence-filled community of believers bringing life to the city. So everything hinges on Jesus being present in our lives Everything hinges because we can't bring his uh, life to the city without his presence, absent of his presence. It just doesn't work that way. We need his presence. We, We honor his presence. The word becoming flesh, what theologians call the incarnation, the incarnation, Jesus puts on, God puts on skin and bones in the person of Jesus to become like us. To know what we feel is that we know that God has been made real, that he's a real person in the person and presence and power of Jesus. Our mission hinges on this verse right here. It's the heart of the gospel. It's the heart. Of the gospel. So, we're gonna do it a little bit different. We're gonna spend some time in silence together. We're gonna read the whole context of the verse. We're gonna give a general overview of what that means that the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And then next week, we're going to get after the specifics of what that means that the Word became flesh. So I I hope that you'll join us next week online for part two of this little mini series uh, within the context of the broader series, Simply Jesus. And so we're going to read John 1 1 through 18. John 1, 1 through 18, and we're going to key in on verse 14. But I want us to sit in silence for a minute after we read the full uh, um, passage, and then we'll dig into verse 14. So I'm going to read the whole thing. Then we're going to sit in silence together and share silence together. And then I'm going to read verse 14, and then we'll pick up with this morning's message with a few different points for silence along the way in reflection as well. So here we go. John 1, 1 through 18. When the world had its beginning, the word was already there, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This word was in the beginning with God. He was the agent through whom all things were made. And there is not a single thing which exists in this world which came into being without him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men and women. And the light shines in the darkness because the darkness has never been able to conquer it. There there emerged a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness in order to bear witness to the light that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. His function was to bear witness to the light. He was the real light who, in his coming into the world, gives light to every man and every woman. He was in the world, and although the world was made by him, the world did not recognize him. It was into his own home that he came, and yet his own people did not receive him. To all those who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. These were born not of blood, nor of any human impulse, nor of any man's will, but their birth was of God. So the word became a person. Here it is. The word became a person and took up his abode in our being full of grace and truth. And we beheld his glory, glory such as an only son receives from his father. John was his witness, for he cried. This is he of whom I said to you, he who comes after me has been advanced before me because he was before me. On his fullness, we all of us have drawn and we have received grace upon grace because it was the law which was given by Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is the unique one. He who is God. He who is in the bosom of the father who has told us all about God. Let's sit for a moment in silence and reflect on Jesus, the word of God. So the word became a person and took up his abode in our being, full of grace and truth. And we beheld his glory, glory such as an only son receives from his father. read it one more time. Reflect on the word of God made flesh. So the word of God became a person and took up his abode, made his home in our being, full of grace and truth. We looked with our own eyes upon his glory, glory like the glory which an only son Receives from this Father. Jesus, thank you for your word to us today that you are the word, you're the thought of God expressed over our lives. And I pray for on-ramps for every single person that they would be able to access your presence, that they'd be able to connect with you this morning, that this would be something profound and something significant for them in their experience of you and their obedience of you where they say yes to you, Jesus, where we all say yes to you. Would you help us say yes to the things and the dreams that you're speaking over our uh, hearts, over our church, over our city? You were the word become flesh, Jesus. You became like us, you put on skin and bones because your heart beats with love Would you put your heart in us through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we might be your hands and feet, the very expression of God over the city of Cleveland. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So like I said, we're going to give a general overview. It's going to be a little bit different this morning. And then next week for part two, we're going to talk about specifics of grace and truth and what it means that we're bringing life to the city and how do we know when we're doing that and what does that look like and how does Jesus' presence show up in the city and all of that kind of stuff we're going to get at in specifics next Sunday, so you want to join us for that? But for our intensive purposes this morning, we come to a sentence that uh, is the whole, uh, the whole sake of which John wrote his gospel. This is it right here. In fact, if the Word of God didn't become flesh, we wouldn't have the gospel. This is the good news. The good news is that Jesus didn't stay far away, that God didn't stay on some heavenly cloud twiddling his thumbs, but that he came down and that he made his home inside of us. This is where the gospel makes sense. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the bottom line meets in our hearts. This is where the gospel connects, is that Jesus put on Skin and bones. God became like men and women to show us what love looks like, to show us what he looks like. And the first thing that we need to hear this morning is that nowhere, nowhere in the course of human history... This would have come from left field. This is an impossible thing to happen in Greek thought. Who John is writing to in this audience, this time, in the period of history he's writing, no one would have expected this. This is a unique thought. It's an original thought because it has to do with the design and the destiny of all mankind. This is like a unique seed that's planted right here in the Gospel of John for us to pick up what the Gospel really means. It wasn't just that God loved the world, and he stayed off on some heavenly cloud somewhere. No, he came down. He showed his love to us. He showed us that he loved us. That's incarnation in its definition that Jesus came down to be like us. It's the whole gospel in this. This is incredible. What John is saying is that this word that created the world, And the reason that controls the world, the order of the world, that reason, that word, that thought expressed in God has come down. And this word for seeing in uh, the Greek is phaestai. Theistai. And it's a literal seeing. It's a virtual seeing. John is not talking about our spiritual eyes that we have seen Jesus and the eyes of our hearts have been enlightened. John is t- saying, no, this word of God has, you've actually seen him and his name is Jesus. He's been in a body before. And to Greek listeners, this would have been pretty crazy to hear because they believe that the body was uh, despicable, that the body was uh, corruptible, that the body was sinful, that the body was bad. And so the idea that God himself would put on flesh and be like us, would put on a body. This would have been a leap for people to make, that the reason of God, that the thought of God put on corruptible flesh is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's an impossible thing. And it's that the one thing that no Greek would have ever dreamed was the will of God. Yeah, the Greek, to the Greek, the body was an evil prison house that was corruptible. And so to say that the life of God has descended upon us, that was crazy talk. That was crazy for all of them to hear and still is utterly unique for us to hear today. It's this new thing in the person of Jesus. It's this new thing. That's what makes it so crazy. It's this new thing. It's this new thought of God expressed in the person of Jesus. That God could and he would become a human person. That God could enter into this life that we now lead. That eternity outside of time could appear in space and time. That somehow the creator could appear in creation in such a way That men's eyes could actually see God. Not the spiritual eyes, remember, but visibly see him. This is unbelievable. This is impossible. And God shows that he's a God of the impossible. When all hope is lost, that he puts on skin and bones and he becomes like us. Where do we need Jesus? Where do we need to see Jesus in these times Where does our city need to see Jesus that God doesn't just stay far off, but that he puts on skin and bones and he works through your heart. He works through my heart. He puts on skin and bones and we become the heart of God towards people. That's amazing. That's an amazing thought. That's an amazing thought. And this word flesh that the word has become flesh. The Greek word is sarx. And Paul uses the Greek word sarx over and over again, flesh. And this is an all-encompassing word that he uses, and I just think it's brilliant that um, he could have say he could have said, John could have said um, a million other things. John could have said he came to, uh, Jesus came to this nationality or the other nationality, or Jesus came to this gender or the other gender, or he could have said that Jesus came only for children to believe and not for adults, or God could have said Jesus came um, to this group of people, but not that group of people, but he doesn't say that. John says that the word became flesh. Think about that for a moment. What does that mean? That the word become Became flesh. That means that through the usage of this word, it means that Jesus belongs to all people. There is no one people group or one age group or one ethnicity or one corner of the world that can claim that Jesus is solely theirs and no one else's. Jesus put on sarks, he put on flesh to become like us, all men and women and children. Jesus belongs to all people. Jesus is the savior of the entire human race. Jesus is the word become flesh. Dwelt among us, visibly seeing him with our eyes. Jesus belongs to everyone. Jesus belongs to everyone. That encouraged me greatly this week. And then we get into the, the, the meat of the, the verse here, that the word became flesh. And what that really means, what that really means, that he became fully human. It's often said about Jesus, and this is correct, a correct way of thinking about Jesus, that he was fully God. And he was fully human, both at the same time. He laid down his divinity and picked up his humanity. And at times we get glimpses and then he walked divinely on this earth. And so he was fully God, fully man. What does this mean? What does this mean? It means that in every way imaginable God can relate with what you're going through he's right there in the boat with you that the word became flesh means that every emotion every thought every action everything the way that we're composed physically The way that we feel about ourselves, the way that we feel about other people, the way that we feel about our relationships, the way that we think about the world, the way that we think about anything that God is saying through his thought expressed to us in the person of Jesus that he can relate. It's an act of compassion, and it would be far too short of a sentiment, actually, to say that God pitied that he had compassion on humanity, and so he sent Jesus to say that I'm like you. That would would fall short of what the incarnation, the giving of Jesus to us really means. And we'll get into that more next week with grace and and the beauty of that word grace here in this verse, in uh, verse 14. But that would fall short to say that God just had compassion on people. And so here you go. Here's Jesus. No, all of this is encompassed. The, the gospel is encompassed in the word made flesh. It means so much more than that. It means that, that when we want to know how to think and how to believe about a certain thing, what our heart posture should be towards any given thing, and then as a result, what our action should be towards any given thing or any given belief or thought or person that we find the answer in Jesus. And that might be a complex answer and that might be a simple answer, but it's found in Jesus. And that's the point that bringing life to the city, our vision at Vineyard Cleveland, bringing life to the city is only possible, only possible through his presence showing up in us in the city. Yeah, there are a lot of wonderful organizations working for a lot of positive social changes right now on the earth. But the most powerful organization on the planet is the church, the presence-filled church, because you can have social change without true transformation. Did you know that? You can, have, you can feed the hungry and not do it in Jesus' name. What we're saying at Vineyard Cleveland is that our hearts are given over to Jesus' kingdom purposes to not only see the poor fed, the poor taken care of, but to see the city come alive where everyone is invited and ushered in to the rule and reign of Jesus. This word of God The thought of God made flesh among us. There's so much more that we could get to in this verse that he not only became flesh, but he made his home in our hearts, that he made his abode or his dwelling place, or he, the, the idea is that he tabernacled, it's an old Jewish term there, that he tabernacled inside of us, in his people, that he dwelt with us. We're going to get more into that next week. And what that means, he didn't just put on skin and bones, full stop, period, No, he put on skin and bones and then he lives and dwells in his people. And what that means is utterly earth shattering. It's mind blowing. So you're going to want to stick around for that. The main thought today is that the word of God became flesh. The word of God became flesh and that we would sit with that and then act accordingly in this coming week. I sense that there are many that are watching this morning that may um, understand. Yeah, Jesus died for my sins, and we have forgiveness at the cross. But this this connection point that the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us has yet to sink in. And so, I want to say to you this morning that you can have relationship with Jesus, and you can't have relationship with God apart from Jesus. You cannot. You cannot know God without knowing his son, Jesus, because Jesus is the expression of God to men and women. He is the truth. We'll get into that more next week, too. He is the truth. He does set us free, and he's here to set many free this morning. And I wanted to pray with you, if that's you, and you wanted to know this life living inside of you, fueling you. Giving you a heart for others, giving you freedom, giving you hope, giving you peace and joy to see God's dreams over your life and over the lives of those in your city. I want to pray over you and I want to ask you to invite Jesus to come just like God sent Jesus to live in the, in the world, to become like us. I want to invite you to invite Jesus to come and live inside of your life, to rule and reign in your life. Jesus, come. Yeah, if you're in that place and you just say, I need, um, I need a connection with God. Jesus is that connection. And so what you do is you just pray. That's it. You can't do anything to deserve it. We did nothing to deserve Jesus coming to us. In fact, we actually worked against the coming of Jesus to us. And we actually put him on the cross. We tried to kill the thought of God over our lives. But the power of the resurrection ran deeper, the power of the cross ran deeper. Because you can't kill true love. You couldn't kill. Actually, the son of God, they put him on a cross and he went to the cross willingly. He died for your sin. He died for my sin. And then the power of God raised him from the grave. And that same power, that same resurrection power that rose Jesus from the grave is here to uh, raise you from the dead. You can be alive in Jesus this morning and you just pray to him. You just have a conversation with God and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the ways that I've tried to kill love in my life. I'm sorry for the sin that I've committed. I'm sorry for the ways that I've let you down. I'm sorry for the ways that I've offended others. Please forgive me. And then you just invite God into your life in the person of Jesus. You just say, Jesus, come and live inside of me take over my life, take the reins to my life, live inside of me, dwell fully on the inside so that your life spills out to those around me so that I can see your kingdom come and your will be done here where I live as it is where you are. You pray that and then just picture a door on your heart and open, the, open your life to the presence of Jesus. Say, Jesus, come and live inside of me. I need your grace. Come and live inside of me and fill me with your spirit. Holy Spirit, come and fill each one now. We invite your presence and we pray in the power of your presence. Amen. If you just prayed that with me, we want to know about it. You can email us at the church at office at vineyardcleveland.org, or you can just write a direct message here on Facebook or through YouTube or uh, find some way to get in contact with us and let us know that you've prayed that this morning. We'd love to connect with you. We're going to take a minute in worship and then we're going to be signing off. But we love you. I just bless you in the name of Jesus to be become the Word made flesh to the city around you, to become the hands and feet of Jesus to the city around you. And I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go with God, you guys. Sarah and I love you, and we miss you so much, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.